0: It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,
2: Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joining today as always by my colleague and co-host Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's show, we have a weekend preview, the last one for the regular season of NWSL, and there's so much at stake. We're going to get into everything, all the scenarios, the whole playoff picture, the standings, all of it. We're going to chat about it. But first, a quick reminder before we get into everything. You can watch all of our Attacking Third episodes, previews, recaps, interviews, and more on YouTube. Please subscribe to our page to get notified whenever we go live. YouTube.com slash Attacking Third. Lisa, we made it. It is the final match day of the 2022 NWSL regular season season. I cannot believe we're here, but here we are.
0: I can't believe it either, Sandra. We are literally on the cusp of October. It makes no sense. Um, uh, I blinked and literally fall is here. The regular season is ending. I I thought it was still June in my mind, to be honest. And looking at these like playoff standings, I'm like, wait, how did we get here? How are teams already eliminated? What's happening?
2: (laughs) I look, we went to L.A., for a little bit. We hung out with Angel City. We uh, were surrounded by sunshine and like almost 90 degree weather. So it was like it threw like a little wrench, right? In like our our weather brain, our weather patterns. I think you and I were like, you're in Philly, I'm in Chicago. We were absolutely like mentally checking in to fall. Yeah. And yet here we are uh, in sunny weather. But now we're back, you know. So we're like getting into that full swing of like fall sports. There's something about fall sports for me like I just am like you have the lot you have a lot of like endings of things right and the beginnings of things so you it's like you've got Mm -hmm. NWSL leading the way right with this massive playoff uh scenarios in play for final match day weekend um obviously NFL is kicking off major league baseball is taking shape you've got things like basketball returning so there's like a lot of fun energy that comes with fall and I know that Outside of, of this podcast, you and I are like into many, many sports. So I love like hopping back on here, hopping back into like full yeah. fall girl kind of swing. I mean, I'm, I'm look, I've got my, my flannel on. OK, I've got my my iced coffee here. Like I'm ready to do this. Like I'm so amped for this episode. I feel like you and I have been waiting for months <laughs> to do this type of episode. Yeah. We, <laughs> we knew we were like, we're going to get to that final match day and it's going to be full chaos, like, like full on. So I'm so excited to chat about this with you. Here we are. We made it together, but the we figured the best way to do this uh, with all of our viewers is to just sort of start with what's at stake this week. And so let's run through these standings really quickly just to see where teams are at in this final match week, because when you're looking through each of the games, there's something at stake in all of them. So for the NWSL standings in the final week of the season, they are as follows. It is Portland Thorns in first place with 38 points You've got Oil Rain at number two with 37 points, Kansas City Current in third place with 36 points, and San Diego Wave FC with 35 points. The top four teams here at the moment have all clinched a spot in the 2022 postseason, and up for grab are two playoff spots this weekend. It's number five right now, Houston Dash with 33 points, and North Carolina Courage made the leap into the upper half of the table with 31 points, in that final sixth place playoff spot. Now in the outside, in the lower half of the table, just looking into that playoff scenario is Chicago Red Stars at number seven with 30 points and Angel City FC with 29 points and officially eliminated from contention nine through 12 is Orlando Pride, Racing Louisville, Washington Spirit, and New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC. So we're definitely, like, something that we didn't do, Lisa, which I'm going to, like, toss your way, uh, we, uh, we wanted to make sure that we ran through these standings and get the most current uh, uh, standings up to date for everyone joining us live. But I would have loved to have, like, grabbed like some of our um off-season content to tie into this because i know that we were talking about like we did our way too early uh predictions back in december of 2021 like what could nwsl kind of shake out and how how um how teams would look and where they would look and i wouldn't say that we were completely wrong i think I, if i recall correctly i know we had like kansas city as like a top five team for sure and they're going to be going to the playoffs as either the, you know, one of, of of the top four seeds, you know, we'll find out by the end of this weekend. But um, just like to look at these standings going into these finals, like what kind of stands out for you? Like, let's get a little reflective with it here.
0: So I am thrilled and shocked at that time. <laughs> San Diego has clinched as early as they have um, Kansas City as well like I'm not surprised by either of of them and in, in terms of like as the season unfolded and how these teams were playing but when we look back to kind of where these teams were and, and where we placed them we had Kansas City at five to start this season San Diego at 10 we we weren't expecting a lot from our expansion sides. We yeah. ranked Angel City at number nine, San Diego at ten, yeah. and yeah. and for valid reasons, we didn't expect a lot from them. And as the season started going, and we realized that these teams were developed. These two expansion sides were developed with the idea of winning and establishing um, a culture of success from the onset, based on the veterans that they gathered, the the talented rookies, the defensive structure that these teams have and the style of play that they know that they're playing in the NWSL. And I've been so pleasantly surprised with these expansion sides. Now, one of the craziest things that we are heading into the final weekend of regular season action. And yes, four teams have clinched. Four teams are out of the the playoff race, but no one has their spot yet. (laughs) We don't have a out and out NWSL shield winner. We don't have... Um, teams that are going to finish top one and two. We we actually yeah. have no idea what's going to happen. Now, you and I, we might have some really intelligent speculations coming at, at your right. way, but that's, I think, <laughs> that one of the craziest things because in the past, it's been a team kind of not runs away with it at the end. It's always been a tight playoff race, but it's a tight playoff race usually between like four, five, six, three, four, five, six, not – one and two, usually it does not come down to that. And, and the fact is that a number of teams could clinch first or second place at the end of this weekend.
2: Yeah. I, um I agree with you. I think that's an, uh, that's an important thing um uh, to know. I, I, you know, knowing this year was going to be different automatically because um, of the double expansion. There were, you know, two teams entering the fold. Um, that's, not necessarily levels out competition um, across a league, but it definitely, uh, you know, sets the scenario for some potentially very interesting things to to happen in the season. And I would say that um, the expansion of, of the league this year has, has contributed to this regular season kind of coming down
1: mm-hmm. to
2: this final match day and how it's, it's kind of shaking out. And uh, I love that we've been able to to witness all of that side by side on attacking third. I mean um, the fact that there is still something like an NWSL shield that's up for grabs right now and between realistically, we'll just say realistically between three teams, but technically and mathematically yeah. <laughs> across four teams, right? So those, those, t- those, Four teams that had already clinched their spot in the uh, NWSL postseason still have a couple things at play. They have a, a chance to clinch a first or second seed, which would include a playoff bye to the NWSL semifinals and uh, a chance at the NWSL Shield. Now, when we, when we ran through these standings, um, looking at the the top. It's it's Portland Thorns Oil Rain and Kansas City current, um, each separated by one point, um, 38, 37, 36. But you've got San Diego Wave, who are again technically and mathematically in play for the Shield. They just need many things um, to happen. So, in terms of tiebreaker scenarios uh, coming into play. For something like first or or second place uh, amongst the table or for something like the NWSL Shield uh, tiebreakers is about there's seven or so um, between them. but the first main tiebreaker is goal differential across Mm -hmm. all uh, regular season games and right now that's that's Portland Thorns leading the way with that I think they're a plus uh 25 uh in terms of the goal differential at the moment so we're we're looking at maybe realistically there's a potential for three teams to to really make a run for the shield but San Diego is is, again is mathematically in that as well (laughs) but they would need a number of things to happen they would need like both um Uh, Portland Thorns and O.L. Reign to drop some points or lose, quite frankly, not get any more goals. And they would have to beat North Carolina by like 14 or 15 goals in order to actually uh, get the the shield. So while I never like to say never in when it comes to to NWSL, it is an extreme scenario. Like that's one of the more extreme scenarios, right? When we're talking about some of the things that are at stake this weekend. So I'm a little curious as to how things will shake out for something um, like the shield. I, th- I think even with that very extreme scenario, I think you hit it on the head, Lisa, just watching these expansion sides compete the way they have competed this season, San Diego in particular, really staying in the conversation, really staying in the upper half of the table throughout the entirety of the regular season is incredibly impressive. And they should be very, very proud of themselves as as a franchise. Even if this shield is, is kind of like really out of arms reach um, the fact that they have the potential to close out their season as one of the top four seeds I think is really really huge for me this is like a nice like yeah. an ideal statement I th- I think that getting top four means something a little bit differently in, in NWSL for a long time it was just the top four teams that would go to the playoffs and now they've expanded the playoff format but I like that there's still a different meaning they've added that extra meaning to being one of the top four teams it means you're going to host uh, a home uh, playoff game so um yeah congratulations in order to them for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely huge. But at, going back to your reference of the Shield race and and Portland Thorns being at the top of it and all of the goals that Portland has, has scored, I mean, they lead the league in shots. They lead the league in shots on target. Um, they're tied with the most goals at 46, but uh, that's a record for a Thorns club, scoring 46 goals in a year. And they still have one more match to play. So if they win, Against Gotham this weekend, Portland wins the shield. Uh, they win outright. They get first place. Um, if they don't, that's kind of where the dominoes all start to fall out. But of yeah. course, it's not Portland-Gotham to start the weekend of, of the games. And we're going to get into all of those. But the way the games are laid out, that's also uh, an interesting... Um, kind of breakdown of how this weekend can unfold and what are all the important parts to this weekend as it comes out. But if you're a team that's sitting on the the outside looking in, if you're Chicago or Angel City, you can't focus on what's to come on Friday night. You've got to focus on your game, look to get the win. Even a team like Houston, like they, they need to win they need to win out like there. And, and also yeah, you
2: can't leave, things. you can't leave anything to chance quite yes. frankly, so, at, at this point. Exactly. So
0: like in terms of, of the situations, Portland clinches with a win at the shield. Um, well yeah. rain can get the shield if um, they win and Portland draws or loses. Uh Oh, rain can also get a top two spot. Kansas city can clinch the shield if they win and yeah. Portland loses and OL rain either draws or loses. So those are like the most likely situations yeah. for San Diego, as you, as you talked about, it's a bit out of stretch, but for teams like Houston dash Chicago, red stars, angel city, um, they're still, they're still looking to, to, yeah clinch
2: and, and get a there's, spot. There's the five and six seed are, are the yeah. two actual playoff spots that are in play. So along with uh first and second place, the and the NWSL shield, the other things that are still in play this weekend, are two actual playoff spots. So number five. And number six. So the fact that there are four teams in contention for potentially two spots, I think, is absolutely riveting for, for the final match weekend of NWSL. Um, we ran through the standings, and Houston is currently in, in fifth place with 33 points, and North Carolina is currently in sixth place with 31 points. But just behind them in seven and eight is Chicago Red Stars and Angel City at 30 points and 29 points, respectively. Yeah. So you don't, again, you don't want to leave. Um, anything up to chance. I think if you're any of those four teams going into this weekend, the mentality is win the game in front of you, right? So, you know, Houston is, is you know, probably prepping for, you know, going up against the Spirit, you know, North Carolina's prepping for going up against San Diego, Chicago and Angel City are prepping up to go up against each other um, in the hopes that you know, if they do their job and get their win, the other things around them will continue will fall into place. And maybe they they get one of those spots at either number five or number six. So an incredibly exciting time uh, entering this final match weekend of NWSL. We absolutely wanted to go ahead and paint the scenario of things that are in play this week. And before we got into making our picks and one more thing that's actually Kind of up for grabs, but this is more of like an individual award and something that we've been keeping an eye on uh, is the the golden boot race, uh, yeah. quite frankly. And Alex Morgan is still in the lead with that with, with 15 goals, but there are other players uh, still chasing that. And again, with one game left, anything can happen. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll see. I, I think the golden boot race is like it's
0: a little bit more interesting because Alex Morgan leads it, um, despite when you, when you look at the numbers, it's more interesting based on the the games that are scheduled this weekend. Alex Morgan leads the Golden Boot Race with 15 goals. debina 12 behind her. Sophia Smith, 12 goals. And then Diana Ordonez, 11. Mallory Pugh, 10. Those are the top five. But with Alex Morgan sitting at 15 goals for San Diego Wave FC, who is facing... North Carolina Courage on Friday night against Dabinia and Diana Ardonia's 12 and 11 goals respectively. Um, If Dabinia scores another hat trick, she's coming off of a three goal game for North Carolina. If Dabina scores a hat trick, she will then be tied at 15 goals with Alex Morgan. But the first tiebreaker is Is assists. Dabinia has four. Morgan has two. So Dabina would automatically win. However, Sandra, here's the biggest kicker of them all. A player has never scored back-to-back hat-tricks in an NWSL match.
2: (laughs) Sounds like a challenge.
0: It sounds like a challenge. (laughs) Anyone can do it. It's Dabinia, 100%. So she needs a hat-trick in this match. She wins the golden boot race. Perhaps North Carolina, three goals is enough. We'll get into all of those scenarios, but we had to touch on the golden boot race because the fact that the top two uh, runners in the golden boot race are facing each other in the final weekend of the regular season like you you can't write it better than this
2: absolutely i'm uh so hyped i'm so amped like we kicked off this episode like can't, it's kind of hard to believe that we're finally here at this moment, but I also feel like in the back of our heads, it was something that we've been been waiting for. And, uh, and here we are. Hopefully, um, this weekend doesn't disappoint. Uh, Team Chaos, it's what we always like to root for uh, in terms of uh, watching things unfold in front of us. But again, full slate of games. actually go through and of course it wouldn't be attacking third if we did not make some picks and uh, we're going to do that for you all but right after a quick break
1: robert half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring if you have open roles chances are you're feeling this too that's why you need robert half our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary ai to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting.
2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, let's make some NWSL final regular season match day picks. We've got games taking place all the way from Friday through Sunday Let's start with what we believe is going to be the biggest match of the weekend to keep an eye on. It's going to be San Diego Wave FC versus North Carolina Courage. Of course, you can find all the action on Paramount+. Plus. It's going to be a late one. That one's kicking off at 10 p.m. Eastern. Lisa, we chatted a ton already about what's at stake, what's on the line for all of these uh, teams, uh, upper half teams and teams on the hunt. But when it comes to this game, when you're looking at these two going head to head, do you have a winner? Do you have a loser? What are you feeling about it? This
0: game is is the biggest of the weekend and it comes on Friday night. It's every, every eye in the NWSL, not in the NWSL, is going to be turned to this late night game. Um, I mean, just comes down to everything that's on the line with it. San Diego can clinch the number two seed with a win. um, And then a few other things to happen, but they need to get the win North Carolina. They just need a win and they clinch the playoffs. So it comes down to that. I I think a little bit more pressure on North Carolina because they are on the outside looking in whereas San Diego, they've already clinched. Um, I, I know that they want to, they want to win the shield. That's a little bit out of, out of touch right now. And just in terms of destinies that they can control, they can't control that at this point, they just need to get a win. Um, And then a few other things need to happen. And uh, for Casey stoney's side, that's been dealing with a bit of injuries, uh, players with getting some knocks here and there. Do you look ahead to the postseason already? Are you, do you rest some players in this one and say, you know what, We're already in the playoffs. Do I need Alex Morgan getting more injured, especially as she potentially heads into a U.S. national team call-up, everything that is to come in the future for Alex Morgan? Now, these players want to play. They want to compete. They want to get out there. And they want to freaking win and tear their opponent's head off. So – I don't foresee that happening with Casey Stoney's side. I think she also wants to win outright this game um, and crush North Carolina. But North Carolina has so much more on the line. Casey Murphy coming off of back-to-back shutouts for North Carolina. Dabinia coming off of a stellar month of September, scoring goals all over the place. Um, I don't think that a player like Dabinia is even looking at the golden boot race, and I wouldn't either if I were her. But the way that North Carolina has been playing, the fact that North Carolina is on the outside looking in, the fact that this game is at Snapdragon perhaps gives the upper hand to San Diego because a a sold-out crowd at Snapdragon is incredibly intimidating. Um, But but North Carolina can manage that. They started their season on the West Coast against Angel City. They're going to end it on the West Coast against San Diego,
2: and North Carolina is going to get the win. I love it. I love it. Leaning into it, the confidence, the energy, going with North Carolina in this one. Lisa, listen, I don't blame you. I was going back and forth between this game in particular because it is. It is the biggest match of the weekend. This game is, quite frankly, going to dictate some things uh, throughout the remainder of the two uh, match, uh, match days on Saturday and Sunday whatever happens in between San Diego and North Carolina on Friday could make Chicago and Los Angeles completely irrelevant on Sunday. Uh, If your pick comes to fruition, if North Carolina go ahead and and win and defeat San Diego, it's, it's going to end the regular season early, quite frankly, for uh, some other team for Chicago and and, and Los Angeles on, on Sunday. So I think if, if you got an eye on Sunday, you've got an eye on Friday. And uh I I hear all the arguments for, for going with North Carolina over, over San Diego. I think they're strong ones. They're ones that I have for, for North Carolina is as well. I, I I do wonder if San Diego is the more streaky team at this moment uh compared to North Carolina, yeah. not just in, in overall record. You know, you're you're talking about going up against the North Carolina side that is, you know. They've won five of their last six games, okay? They're one of the hottest teams in the league right now. They have absolutely bullied their way into the upper half of the table, and Dabinia is the one to have helped gotten them there, Like just saying, like, come on, let's go uh, with these very strong individual performances here. But I do wonder, with some of the playoff energy that we've been seeing, over the last few weeks that this one actually perhaps has the makings of a draw. I love that you brought up North Carolina Courage opening their uh their season uh on the west coast and ending their season on the west coast. They thrived in that environment. Yeah. They ended up losing that game against Angel City, but they were not intimidated by the crowd. No. We saw a number of players actually thanking uh you know, uh, angel city fans for that type of environment to be able to play in, in that type of, uh, you know, environment and all of the scenes around them as the opposition. So they're not uh, a team that uh, is intimidated by, you know, playing on the road or, or in front of, um, of a big crowd like that. So while I do think that this has, uh, you know, leanings towards North Carolina, I'm rooting for chaos, Lisa, and I want this to be a draw. So I'm going to be going with a draw. So I like that you're going with a
0: draw because that just makes the rest of the games after this Friday night matchup that much more interesting yeah. and that much more enticing. I'm just going to dig my heels in a little bit harder about why yeah. I think North Carolina is going to win um, because North Carolina, since joining the NWSL as that relocated team in 2017, has not missed the postseason. They have made the playoffs every single year, and and this is a team that has that culture behind them. I think Sean Nehas is a coach that understands um, what this team is capable of, and we've seen switch up. We've seen a variety of players scoring a plethora of goals. I mean, you talked about their convincing wins over the last – couple games. I mean, yep. three back to back, three nil wins and, and and shutouts. And that's huge defensively. That gives a team like the Courage so much confidence defensively across that back line, depending on, on who Nehas is playing in that back line. We've seen a little bit of rotation, yep. uh, whether it's it's Matthias in there and, and Pickett getting uh, really good reps. I think she has come such a long way this year, uh, a player that I didn't think could get much better at the end of last season. And Pickett has just continuously made those strides. We're seeing Dabinia just uh, riding out on, on these goals that she's scoring or is picking up pieces where it is um, the combinations with Caroline in the midfield. I think Denise O'Sullivan as well. Like, and now I'm just listing players, but this is a team that understands what it takes. Um, They know how to get into the playoffs. They know how to fight for something. They know how to come from behind. They know how to score early. They know how to shut down a game and manage a game incredibly well. And they're going to need all of those skills playing this away game at Snapdragon against San Diego wave. Now the last time these two teams played, it was one nil San Diego ended up getting the win at the, uh, against that first one yeah. in North Carolina, but that was a long time ago yeah. and a lot has changed San Diego. Um, if they get this draw, I, I think it'll be a really tight one, but I'm still going with
2: North Carolina in the win. I- I I feel you. I think I think we both wanted to pick a winner in this one, but we both also had the like that mentality, like, is this going to be a draw? You know, like it's the first game of of the weekend. Is it going to set some things in motion? And it will. I think that's the one that's the one absolute that we have with this game. The one absolute is that this. This The resolve of this game is going to dictate some things throughout the remainder of the weekend. So we'll see what happens, what, what manifests itself, if it's a win for the Courage in Lisa's pick or a draw for me and uh, how that's going to set things up for Saturday. So
0: final thought on this one for those that are maybe still catching up on like the playoff scenarios. If North Carolina wins, Angel City is out. Full stop. Full stop. So it's it does provide a lot more chaos if this first San Diego North Carolina match ends in a draw. Um, Also Chicago, they need they need a North Carolina loss in order to get um, secure their spot. And then it becomes a bunch of other factors. But if North Carolina wins, Angel City is out.
2: So it comes down to that match completely. We'll see. We'll see how uh, this match sets the scene for things over Saturday and Sunday. Saturday, we've got a quadruple header of games. Let's go through some of these picks. Unlike San Diego and North Carolina Courage, this first match is not between two upper half table teams. It's Gotham FC taking on Portland Thorns FC. That's going to be kicking off at 6 p.m. Eastern, you can catch all the action on Paramount Plus for that match. When you're looking at these two teams, Lisa, who you got in this one and why?
0: I've got Portland. I think they're going to come home, get the shield, um, go out against Gotham, get the wins, clinch that number one seed as Portland does so well, score a couple goals. Um, Yeah, I'm taking the thorns in this one all the way.
2: Yeah, I'm with you as well. I think uh, I think looking at this one, I think folks would love to have the ultimate chaos scenario in which uh, you know Gotham. Go ahead and break that massive losing streak that they've been on. I believe they're at like 13 games now or so. I could I could have the math wrong on that one. There's been a lot of math over the last few weeks. Um, but, you know, that's the ultimate chaos scenario. Right. That they come in here and they play spoiler themselves. I just don't know if it if that's what's going um, to happen between these two teams Uh we heard from uh, Coach Wilkinson, you know, saying that Sophia Smith is is being evaluated, took a, a couple knocks during that previous NWL game. Um, they're primarily observing her for, uh, you know, concussion protocols. And, uh, you know, again, of course, to, to, to go ahead and contribute to our chaos scenarios, we like to do these in the morning well in advance before we get um, – you know availability reports and and stuff like that so in the event that somebody like sophia smith is available or even unavailable for this game i just believe that the thorns have a bit more going for them in this game, I think the Thorns have one of the deepest, if not the deepest bench in the league. And it is going to prove crucial down the stretch of a playoff uh, postseason run. Uh, You know, even in the event that Smith isn't available, you've got players like Esmeen Ryan, Morgan Weaver, you've got the veteran in Christine Sinclair uh, making a lot of noise. And so I think the Thorns have the opportunity to take the shield and first place in this match so you and I are both going thorns so I can't wait to see if we're correct or incorrect on the recap for this one let's take a look at Washington Spirit versus Houston Dash this game kicking off at 7 p.m eastern you can catch all the action on Paramount plus you got a winner in this one Lisa
0: so Washington's very Houston Dash. Um, I think it, it, it comes down to a little bit of personnel for Houston. We saw them play last week and, and they were without Ebony Salmon and um, they looked a little lackluster. I'm going to be honest. And I, I think with this Houston side, they they are a team that can go out there and dominate. We saw them do it this year against a team like Washington that is eliminated from the playoff situation as reigning NWSL champions, they might be willing to cause a little bit of chaos. I'm expecting them to come out and try to do something crazy against Houston in terms of like, how can they screw them up? How can they throw off anything that's happening there? But ultimately, um, I think Houston's gonna travel to D.C. and get the win over Washington. Um, just kind of close out the season on a win, on a high note. Uh, get some some playoff push for them because if Houston wins or draws over Washington, uh, they clinch. Um, I don't think it'll be that easy against the Spirit side with Aubrey Bledsoe and Goal. I think Washington is this team that – thinks they have a lot to prove to the, to the world after being a team that won last year and now going through a bit of a coaching change. And now here they are on this other side of it. Can they end the year on a win and on a high? Because this is, this is the end for Washington spirit, but okay. um, uh, Houston, they need a win or a draw to get in. And I think they're going to come out and win, uh, score some goals over Washington for sure.
2: Okay. So you're going, you're going to Houston. I'm going Houston. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to go spirit. In this one i'm rooting for full chaos in, in this one but uh, i also do believe that the spirit could get a result uh, against the dash quite frankly uh, i think when we're talking about uh teams kind of looking in front of them and 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 sort of seeing the potential for a postseason position and the form in which they're heading into those playoffs uh, i would include Houston dash as one of those teams that have find uh finding themselves a, a little bit streaky heading into to the postseason so you know talked about that with with san diego wave um, you know, I would include the current in that as well in and, and, and Houston in terms of uh, teams that have kind of have a, a peculiar kind of look to their um, their results going into to the postseason. So you're talking for Houston, uh, you know, loss, win, draw, draw, loss, win. You know, that's uh, you're kind of struggling, maybe uh, plateauing, perhaps at a time that you don't want to be uh, plateauing. At. And the last time these two teams faced off against each other, they played to a two 2 Draw, so I think there's potential for you know all of these games to have a bit of uh, of chaos within them. But I do think this one, um, especially because again, what happens on Friday might dictate some things moving forward for the remainder of these games uh, moving forward. But in particular, I'm you know, I'm, I'm kind of circling this Houston Dash and Washington Spirit game as well. I think a lot of people are maybe circling Sunday's game against Chicago and Angels yeah. City as the game to be most impacted. But, uh, you know, if in the event that there's a particular result against San Diego and North Carolina Courage, the Houston Dash are going to be put on, a, you know, a little bit of the hot seat as well. Like maybe the pressure might be on a little bit and they'll know by by late uh, Friday night. And, uh, you know, I think looking ahead a little bit with, with something mm-hmm. like, you know, a United States women national team uh, window that, that's that's coming up. Um, we're going to get that roster a little bit later today and see that. If somebody like an Ashley Sanchez or Trinity Rodman or Aubrey yeah. Bledsoe right, happen to find themselves uh, named to those rosters as they have been named for months now, I would imagine that they want to have a very good club match before they make their departure to go up against a team like England. So I'm looking for strong games for those players, especially somebody like an Ashley hatch. And I fully expect this game to be a little bit chaotic and I'm going to be going with the spirit in this Love one. It. Let's take a look at the next one. Racing Louisville versus Kansas city current Kansas city. One of the teams with a, uh, you know, potential for the shield or a first or second place finish. This one is going to be kicking off at seven 30 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you catch all the action in this one. Lisa, do you have a winner in this one? I do. I do. I have Kansas City getting the win in this one. I think um, uh,
0: Louisville, despite coming off of a big-time win over Angel City last weekend, uh, scoring a lot of goals – Really bringing their game and imposing it on Angel City in that match. Um, Kansas City is a side that I've just been so impressed with. Like, I really love watching this Kansas City side, whether it's the individual play of someone like Kaiser, Labanta, even Haley Mace has done tremendously. Um, the defensive efforts of AD French this year and, and the back line with a bit of rotation, having some rookies come in there, players get hurt um Edmonds and Ball being rotated around in different roles. Kansas City is a team that's really impressed me in every asset of this game and every ability on the pitch and what they've been able to do, scoring in a variety of ways. And against uh, a racing Louisville side, I think Kansas City is a team that can really come out and win, get big, get a big win over racing Louisville, despite being at Lynn family stadium in Louisville. Um, Kansas city needs this win. They've already clinched, but this is a side. I mean, even just hearing these players talk and like their post game media availability and understanding them uh, in terms of the mindset that this team has and what they're building in Kansas city is is go out and win and crush your opponents because uh, if Casey wins uh Portland loses O.L. rain draws and lo- or loses Kansas City gets the shield and if this Kansas City side somehow gets the shield in this regular season i think they may like set off fireworks every day in in like the best way. I mean that in the best way possible. They're just so jazzed about the great things that they're doing there. And that energy really feeds and really goes. Um, So it'll be a bit of a struggle for them, I think, going on the road. But um, I still see Kansas City getting the win over Louisville. What about you, Sandra?
2: Listen, we saw it in person. We got to see Mm -hmm. Racing Louisville and, uh, you know, a disappointing loss to Angel City. 3-1 on the road. They're back at home to sort of close out their regular season. I would imagine that they want to close out their season making a strong case for for next year. I'm sure the coaching staff wants to pick up another win to make sure that they have a strong case heading into next season to believe in their system, um, you know, and uh, sort of iron things out and prep themselves, right? But Kansas city has things on the line and I like Uh the storyline around this current team. You know, we're talking about a complete different scenario from last year. This was a team that finished in last place last year, but absolutely played spoiler down the stretch. You're talking about a team that kind of put the league on notice a little bit, you Mm -hmm. know, with their performances down the end of the second half of the season, saying hey just wait just wait and we did and here we are in 2022 they've clinched a spot in the 2022 postseason talk about a massive turnaround for this franchise from last to a top four team and they have the potential to go to to, to first place quite frankly so it's a very excited time i think to um to be you know a part of that Kansas City squad and to sort of watch this franchise and i would imagine with with some pretty big things on the line, they want to go and get the job done. I'm sure they want to have that for themselves as a a team, as a unit. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see a a certain sense of urgency for this Kansas City Mm -hmm. current team and, um, and Matt Potter and what he's done with this franchise as well. So I'm going with the current in this one to pick up the win. And we'll see if they end up getting uh, the one or two seed and or the shield. Let's talk about this last game to close out Saturday night action. We've got all Ray versus Orlando Pride at 10 p.m. Eastern, a late night one to close things out on Saturday. Lisa, do you have a winner between Rain and the Pride?
0: I, um, this game is is actually a big one for me. I I love these two sides in terms of how they play against each other. The last time these two teams went out and played. It was at Exploria. OL rain ends up winning two one, but Orlando scored first. Um, it was like a stoppage time goal for Megan Rapinoe at the end of it, which of course it was. That was when Megan Rapinoe was on a roll with goals, assists and stoppage time goals. Um, but I think OL rain is going to win this one. It's at Lumen field, um, Orlando. Um, I- I'm, praying for everyone in the Florida area with all the hurricanes that are happening. And Orlando was there. They had to get out of the storm and get to Seattle, get out of hurricane um, Ian that was there and and get away. So that factor on top of it, it's, it's a mental factor for sure. It's a little bit of um, an emotional factor for this Orlando side. And, and meanwhile, OL rain, um, they're a team that, that it can, can go out and, destroy a team like Orlando. (laughs) And honestly, especially because the last time they played rain controlled so much of the game and Orlando ends up scoring first. And then it was like a switch was turned and, OL Rain just continues no, to dominate. I mean, Orlando's coming off of a two-two draw, which um gives yeah. them a bit of confidence and everything. But with OL Rain, they're coming off of um three wins in a row. They're undefeated in several. I mean it's the end of the season. Laura Harvey wants that freaking shield. That's all she wants. Does it give Orlando
2: like motivation though? I mean, they dropped yes. that. they dropped that. They, I know they had a two goal lead and they dropped it. I don't know. Maybe that motivates them in a way where they're like pissed off about it. You know, I, mean, I think they- that's Doing that all yeah. year
0: though. They've been doing it all year though. Dropping yeah. 10.
2: so I'm curious if, like, you know, Orlando's ability to kind of give up a lead or kind of concede those types of goals, what we're gonna see between these two games. I'm if, I'm with you though. If I'm Noel Rain scores first, it's game over, it'll Correct. be like three-nothing.
0: <laughs> if Orlando gets goals first, I'm I'm in for it because then it comes I mean, we've seen Orlando drop games before where they've been up. We've also seen them come back, but they haven't done that
2: in a while. I give this one to O.L. Reign. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I mean, look, the Pride heading into that match against San Diego, they were on a four-game losing streak, you know, know. and – they almost made it a five-game losing streak because they allowed San Diego to make themselves back in, play themselves back into that game and ended up settling for a two-two draw. Look, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm going all rain on this one as well. Uh, I'm high on all rain They there. I had them as my pick to win the whole thing this year, so I would love for them to continue on their very equally impressive streak during this second half of the season. They are also undefeated in their last six games, winners of their last three, so I'm looking... For Oral Rain to continue that form uh, against a team like Orlando Pride, you want to give yourself the best possible opportunities going into the postseason. And this is a very experienced team with an experienced coach who understands the value of that. So I expect the Rain to come out here and win this final match day against Orlando Pride. And then for Sunday, 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 one headliner only. October 2nd, it's going to be Chicago Red Stars hosting Angel City at 6 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you catch all the action on Paramount+. Plus. I don't know, Lisa. A lot of things will happen before this game kicks off. Who do you I got want to know why?
0: I, I, like, don't even want to make a pick until after tomorrow night's match between I San Diego you. and North Carolina because um, – Frankly, it doesn't matter at the end of it, but it,
2: that's true. It won't matter at,
0: from Friday how, between Angel City and Chicago. Um, I I see this being a draw. Honestly, the way it kind of plays out with these these sides, I think that despite them both needing wins over their teams, let's say San Diego. North Carolina ends in a draw. So the chaos is everywhere. Chaos ensues. And and now we have Chicago and Angel City. Chicago needs a win uh, over Angel City. And as does Angel City plus plus a little bit of goals. They need some goals. I was just last weekend watching Angel City against Racing Louisville. Lucky enough for us in person at Bank of California Stadium. I wasn't that convinced with what Angel City can do. And if this is a team that's now traveling to Chicago when they don't have um, the crowd of 20,000 plus at the bank behind them cheering them on and the fanfare of it all and, and all the fireworks that come with playing at home, I don't think they they can stand a chance against Chicago. Despite Chicago being very shaky right now, this is a team that's getting back some of their players um, that we've seen Aaron Wright, Morgan Gattrall get more and more minutes um, consistently. This is... It's the right time for Chicago to get these players back for Mallory Pugh to continue to to take games in her hands and just run with them. Um, mm-hmm. If it's not a draw, I'm giving it to Chicago. But I I think that despite, despite how Friday plays out, it'll really change the mindset of these teams going into their Sunday match. Um, I get, I'll give it to Chicago. I'm gonna give it to Chicago. A Chicago win.
2: Listen, I'm, I'm with you. I think I think Friday again is gonna dictate a, a lot of things for um, matches across the weekend, but in particular this match on, on Sunday, um, Chicago restars, again, another one of those teams that I would lump in with, with form now, former upper half, uh, table teams, um, you know, who are kind of looking a little bit streaky, maybe kind of plateauing, um, a, a little bit, kind of looking into this final match weekend and looking ahead to a potential place in the postseason. you know, um, they've lost their, their last two, uh, matches, um, you know, winners before uh, undefeated in three before, you know, that two game skid that they're currently on. So I think having a player like Pugh who's just been ridiculous right now, X Games mode, right? Like absolutely yeah. uh, balling out. Um, I think if you've got a player of that caliber, you've always got a shot. Um but um, I think you also have to take a look at what this team is going to be missing into this match week. They're going to be without Bianca St. George's. They are going to be without Zoe Morris. These are two players who picked up red cards in this yeah. final match against Portland Thorns, and quite frankly, you know, it's unfortunate because the Red Stars in that first half of the game um, looked to sort of control things in that middle third against the Thorn. Their box-to-box was giving... Um, the central mids for, for Portland, um, some troubles. I mean, we saw the return of Morgan Gatra as a starter yeah. in that game, and you got to see immediately the type of impact that she can bring to a Red Stars team. Um, but we just saw a complete, what in my opinion, was a, just a complete implosion in uh, yeah. you know, the second half uh, and early in the second half. Morgan Weaver went up very early in the 47th minute for the Thorns, and then it just kind of all quickly fell apart from there. Um, so... Uh, It's going to be interesting to see who's available for the Red Stars. Um, But I don't think Angel City poses the same threat as a team like Portland does. I'm with you. And you know what, Lisa? It's all for those reasons and the reasons that you just mentioned that I don't have a winner in this one. I'm going with a draw in this one as well. I said I was not going to choose against Chicago in the final half of this season, and I'm not choosing against them. I'm not choosing them to lose. I'm not choosing them to win. But I just think that these two teams in their current form There's not enough there to maybe sort of get that extra win. And I think that there's it's going to be kind of a clogged up type of match, a bit of a grind. And I think the two of these teams are going to end up settling for a draw and it's going to do neither of them any favors.
0: Yeah, I I like that you're going with it. Um, I want to just give a note to everyone listening in because you mentioned on the the two red cards to the Chicago players. um, Yellow card accumulation stops now because um, any player that earns a fifth yellow card at the end of the season, they do not have to sit out of a team's playoff game. So only if a player earns a red card in the regular season finale, do they have to sit out? So yellow card accumulation is, is over at this point. Um, That's a wrap on it. So players don't even have to worry about that anymore because they don't end up missing out on the postseason if they do that so this is it for those red card uh yellow card accumulation.
2: It's all red cards moving forward if they get them all right well we'll see how it all shakes out in the final match weekend of the regular season for nwsl the united states women's national team roster is dropping today for the october friendlies to make sure You join us live after it drops to hear our reactions. That's right. We're coming at you live, not once, but two times today. So thanks, everybody, for joining us today, this morning on Attacking Third. Download, follow, listen to us anywhere you get your podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so many other places. Subscribe to us on YouTube to know whenever we will go live. The NWSL playoff push is on. Join us later today. For Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman, this was The Attacking Third.
1: The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount Plus.
2: What
1: brings you to the Shy? Opportunity.
0: Everybody get down!
1: Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side.
2: Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's
1: job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit paramountplus.com slash the shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews.
2: Restrictions apply.